0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by Generous United. Generous United is a membership-based buying group headquartered here in Atlantic Canada, all right, our own backyard. Generous United, what are they dedicated to? I'll tell you right now. They are dedicated to making prescription drugs more affordable so you and I can live healthier lives. We all know with the economy right now, it's not in the hottest spot. So what they're doing is making prescription drugs more affordable. Your pharmacist local member of your community. They are committed to making sure that you live a healthier life. Once you join Generous United, you'll be able to get an attentive personalized service while you save money on your prescription drugs. Head on over to their website right now, generousunited.ca G-E-N-R-U-S-United.ca and head on over there and learn a little bit more. You can get some information on maybe some of the prescription drugs that you're using, your loved ones, uh, family members, it doesn't matter. So head on over there, generousunited.ca, start living a better life today. Today on the High Button Podcast, we have Liam McVarnoff. Liam, Attempted to run 100 miles in under 24 hours. He did it as a charity event for the Big Brothers Big Sisters. He raised $12,000. They shot a really cool documentary on it. It's on YouTube right now. I think it has over 50,000 views. Really inspiring. Uh, He shot me a message, I think, last week. I I watched the video, and I I saw his story, and I thought it would be a great conversation uh for Liam to come on the podcast and and tell his story so it's going to be a great episode oh also he's bringing a friend Andrew he didn't say his last name but Andrew was a big part of uh of this story as well so he's going to be here as well I'm Justin we're talking to Liam and Andrew it's going to be a great podcast here we go you know what comes next all right boys we're going how is everyone Oh, so good living the dream the sun's coming out I, I was in the basement all morning and it was raining when i woke up and i walked out to his sunny. I was like we should be doing this outside oh beautiful. you need the spf 30 out there
1: 50 maybe yeah i know I'm <laughs> not, I, I burn up yeah, um
0: yeah. really cool documentary man thank you thank really you really cool uh really cool story yeah. i uh motivating bottom line yeah. just you know you i uh, don't know I'm somewhat in shape. I have somewhat of a stamina. And just watching that, and just watching someone uh, 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 go for a goal, it's it's motivating in in uh, in every single sense. So, I guess the the first question would be how, how did this uh, how did this come about? And I'll let you tell the story at the very beginning of of what you did and and everything. You go you go for it. Okay. So, um, how it came about? I
2: was already training for a really long run, anyways. Okay. A Different a, a race, a real race. Yeah. Uh, and then when COVID nineteen happened, and the whole world, you know, shut. My race got canceled three weeks out. I was supposed to fly down to Utah. Oh, wow. So, you know, fast forward three months of me, like, fucking around at home, doing nothing, you know, training a little bit, but not having that, like, competition or goal to train for. Yeah. And then I was at work one day with this guy, and we're both into Ironman and stuff, and then we were, like, talking about it. (laughs) We were like, we should just do our own race. And then within 30 minutes, we're like, we're going to do our own race. And then it just... It grew legs and became its own thing. Is that where Ironman was last year in Utah or where it was supposed to be? No. So Ironman was 2019. Okay. We didn't know each other at the time, but we were in Mont-Tremblant, Quebec at the same race. Nice. We would have literally passed each other that day. Wow. Um, But 2020, like when the big run happened, okay. I was training for, it's called the, um, the Zion uh, 100k trail run in okay. Zion National Park, Utah. Wow. And that got canceled. And then I was like, fuck,
0: man, like what am I training for now? And then yeah. you know, fast forward and the big run happened. It sounds like a classic case of like losing motivation due to COVID. Everyone had to go through that, whether it was running or something. Just everyone yeah. had a, a certain goal going into, when did it happen? March, yep. March, April. And then everything got shut down and everyone had to replan their schedule. And that's just a, sto- uh, it's a, it's a cool story. It's a cool pivot, I guess you could say. Yeah. 100%, you, know?
2: you know, you need that, you need that crazy audacious goal at the end of the tunnel to train for us. So, yeah. you, you know, you get up early and those days pay off. That's awesome. Yeah. So, have you always been,
0: uh, do I call it endurance runner? What endurance sports is what you'd call it. Endurance sports. So, have you always been inv- involved into in this? No, man. I hated, like, dry land training. I was a soccer
2: player growing up mostly. Okay. Uh, like, competitive soccer player, played high level, played uh, American football in, in uh, high school and all that. But I didn't like the cardio aspect, but mm-hmm. I just did Ironman in 2019 as a challenge for myself as a... Uh, I don't know. I was unmotivated. I needed something crazy and that scared the shit out of me every day to get up. Yeah. And I think it was similar for him. Like it just needed a full lifestyle revamp. And to do an Ironman triathlon, you know, you, it consumes your life for the whole year you train for it. So Man. there's no choice but to like burn your ships and go all in. So where did you two meet? Montreal? Blanc? Sort of.
1: So well, how did, I did my, my Ironman experience was a bit different. I did uh, essentially a three-month training block before it. I went from couch to Ironman in three months. It was interesting, yeah. Um, But I was a swimmer growing up. okay. So in the water, no problem. I was like a fish. Yeah. On the bike, I enjoyed the bikes, no problem. So I was ahead of him that whole time. And then the run hit, and I was just a mess. Is the
0: run the last part?
1: The last part, swim bike run. And at some point, he would have passed me on that run because he beat me by like 40 minutes or something. But uh, it was maybe six months later, I started working at Good Life. And that's how we met. We both worked at Good Life. Okay. And uh, and then it just came up because someone said about Liam doing an Ironman. And I was like, oh, I should go talk to him about which one he did. Oh, and then no he's like, way. oh, I did 2019 Toronto. No Blanc. way. I was like, yeah, I was there too. Was, yeah. And uh, and then th- that's kind of where the bond started. And that's where we started Connect. That's cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's really. So you guys didn't even know you guys were in the same place until no. you guys met at Good Life. Yeah, Sorry, straight dude, up. Oh, okay. That's tra- kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. That's really fun. cool. 100%. So you guys both have a passion, it seems like, for helping other people get into shape if you're both at Good Life
1: yeah I in I a sense 100 so.
0: or at least personal fitness like he was like the uh he
2: was just one of the assistant managers for more like the sales and the front desk side kind of things yeah uh, and i was the assistant manager for like the personal training side so we had similar roles but um, we worked directly with each other okay so it was just like it <laughs> it's like the universe so you know collaborated oh, and yeah, like yeah, these two yeah, dudes yeah. need yeah. to
0: meet and then it happened man that's awesome yeah i love to hear that especially from this part of the world A story like that that's really cool mm. um Getting in shape for an Ironman, when, when you said the scare, you need to wake up every day and something needs to scare you to get into shape and in order to run that uh, that triathlon. That takes more than just like willpower. That takes over your entire being as a person. What was the transition like for that? How, how is that uh, waking up every day going, okay, you got to get your ass out of bed. You have to, one, eat the right things, and two, you got to train your ass off. That's uh, That's not easy for a lot of people no and like i can't speak on his
2: experience and he did it even crazier than me because he did three months i gave myself like nine or ten months uh
0: three months man
2: yeah it's next level it's respect though because it's like it shows like you know how like you know how much the mind can will through something even if the body's not fully ready but for me it was like i was living and working in new zealand for about a year and a half no way and then I backpacked across Asia, Europe for like three months, partied 90 days. I probably partied 60 of those days. Wow. So I was conditioned, but not the same. Conditioning. <laughs> uh, and then when I got back, I started like lifting weights and getting back into my usual stuff. But it was like, it wasn't stimulating. Like I didn't have my competitive sports anymore. I wasn't training for anything. And then I got in the weird part of YouTube one day and I seen Ironman and I was like, man, I couldn't do that. And then, and then it's like, well, maybe I could. Oh, I could. And then. And then eventually, I just signed up. No bike, couldn't swim, barely, like all this shit. And I was like, I'll figure it out. And then in the year going up to it, you
0: quickly figure it out. In what sense? Like, what's a, what's a, what's a what's a reality that faces you really quick? You're gonna need to be able to swim 3.8 kilometers with no pic- assistance. I'm trying to picture
2: what's what's 3.8 kilometers from here. So, so, so you know, so let's use a pool for an example. Okay. So a pool is 25 meters. So don't quote yeah. me on the math here, but how many laps in a pool
1: would that be? A lot. Thirty, like, three hundred and
2: eighty.
0: 8, 8, okay, so three hundred.
2: Trying to think what 12.
1: a football field is. A hundred yards? A hundred yards? yards?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, are yards and meters basically the same? Close? They're very close. Can you look
1: that up, Mark? It'd be like forty. Yeah, I think yeah. if you can okay. think of the Long Lake boys, like the open water swim course at Long Lake. Okay. Those boys there, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, you go around those four times. Okay, like I can picture that. Thing. I can
2: picture that. Yeah. How far is Dartmouth to Halifax in the harbor? I don't know, Mark. Do you not, know? Not not three
3: point eight k place to here just to give us an idea.
1: Maybe a kilometer. Three point eight K is enough. You do an out and back for yeah. the race courses. It's enough when you normally more you get fog and stuff over the water. You can't see the You end. can't see where the boys end. So you just know you're swimming out the lake. It, it's it's hard to put it into words. And do you,
0: okay, sorry, keep going.
2: I was just gonna say like for him, he was a competitive swimmer so it was nothing. But for me like my first day I went to the pool I did like maybe flailed around like a wounded animal for like three hundred meters max, like with brakes and I was like holy fuck this is hard and then yeah. I, and then I was like okay I got to do that like 12 times in a row with no breaks out in the water where I don't have anything
0: supporting me so wait have- how far is the swim how far is the distance for the swim 3.8 kilometers. so okay so it's halfway to your house you got to swim yes. holy shit that's from here to, that's like from here
1: to the bridge yeah it's almost like the entire distance to the arm
0: oh my god
1: man. yeah so, yeah and, so and is is that the hardest one the swim for most people no that's technically like the rest i i'd I'd say for a lot of people it is though because there's like it's it's in terms of distance it's the shortest distance but a lot of people aren't swimmers growing up i had a huge advantage having like eight years of competitive swimming under the belt definitely so it's you know for me i three months of training i was the top 150 out of 3,000 people out of the water whereas you know this guy was not a great swimmer so it's not just 3.8 k it's 3.8 k with Thousands of people around you. Yeah, that must You're suck. getting kicked in the face. And no like, way. Yeah, 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 straight up. Yeah, there's a triathlon training specific. You'll you'll hear of people learning takeovers in the water, where you're literally like rolling over top of people to get past them because they're in your way, and you'll get like boxed in by people. No way. Or you like grab feet kind of thing. People will grab feet and no. throw them underneath mm-hmm. them. Yeah, just to get over top of them because they're in their way. Is there a
0: competitive nature to it rather than a I just want to finish nature? Is, is, there
1: two, is it a split group of people? 100%.
2: Split. So they what they do is they take the pros and the fastest people, and they, they basically group you by your estimated time you're going to finish it in. Okay. And the fastest people go first, so then they don't like run over the slower people. Yeah, that's – Okay. But if you pick your time wrong, and you're not as fast as you think you are, and people are faster behind you, they're not going to hesitate to run you over
0: is there any like drama in the like i know there's a transition where you take your shoes off and you have to go into the bike is there any like that motherfucker hit me back and i'm gonna make sure that i not? is there any of that stuff like greasiness uh i,
1: I don't think so because like yeah.
0: you'd never know who did it because everyone's
1: got yeah. like, the same
2: color head things on you're in the water everyone's kind of in their own zone
1: and they're in wetsuits so by the time you're in the tent the wetsuits are off so you have yeah. like no idea, you know unless and, and so many wetsuits are the same so it's like could be one of 20 yeah. people yeah yeah so but there's I, definitely like a cutthroat. <laughs> group of people in the front that are actually racing and then you have like i think the more supportive people in the back that are like oh my god 3.8k yeah like help me out and then somewhere in the middle is the people like liam saying that are getting run over and uh and really having a rough time
2: no i held on but i was just scared shitless like i was like at any any point where i was like oh i could slow down i'd have somebody like hitting my feet and i was like oh i can't slow down actually because if i slow down then i'm i'm gonna get literally ran over
0: Wow. That, that's a, that's a moment in your life that you'll never forget. Like a, that's a, that's a sink or swim moment. Literally Le- You sink or swim <laughs> legit. That's crazy. Yeah. Training for that. It must be, how do you train for something like a, for a swimming aspect of it? Because if you're swimming by yourself in the Dow pool, yeah, that's pretty simple. You got to go long that, you know, but having people around you swimming, kicking you in the head. Oh man. That, uh, how do you train for that aspect of it? That that's tough. Uh, I don't
2: think there's a one shoe fits all approach, but yeah. like for me personally, like I joined a triathlon club and immediately hired a coach like right away. Cause I knew I didn't know what I was doing. I needed to outsource to someone who did. Yeah. Um, and sometimes in the triathlon practices at the end, they would like remove the lanes and they would have like the 50 of us, like go in circles as one giant pack to okay, kind of like
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. C- that, yeah.
2: force assimilation. So that kind of worked pretty good. Cause we get used to like catching the occasional, like, you know, shot
0: in the pool, yeah. but, you know, toughens you up. Yeah um so how did the transition come from uh, working with, with big sis what is it what was the name of the big, big brothers big Big sisters. brothers big sisters how did that uh, come into play in in the in the fundraising aspect uh, so my sister volunteered with
2: them for a couple years okay and i was talking to her we were out at lunch one day and i wanted to get more involved in some aspect of like volunteering i had some extra time i wanted to give back a little bit when i traveled i was away for like three and a half years or so nice and there was a lot of people that did really kind things for me and like went out of their way so it was like almost like pay it back to the universe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So she recommended Big Brothers, Big Sisters. I got involved as a mentor at an in-school program in the North End. Okay. Did that for like three months. Then COVID hit. And then we, when we did this event, it was not originally for charity. We were just like, let's test ourselves. Yeah. And then as we talked about it more and more, the boys kind of were like, this should be something that you we should raise money for. Like mm-hmm. this, this is a good cause. And then they seemed like the natural fit. Mm-hmm. How did you come up
0: with the distance uh, to fulfill? What was it, a hundred miles? How did you come up with that distance? Uh, you want to take this one?
1: Sure. I guess distance, realistically, was in terms of hundred miles. It's kind of the the pinnacle of of ultra running. So if you do a hundred miler, you've you've made it, kind of thing in the ultra world.
0: In twenty four hours. And yeah. Is that like the set? It,
1: I guess not necessarily within a certain time. Most races are twenty four hours. Like there'll be there'll be a twenty four hour cap, but. Um, but for a lot of people, it's just being able to do the 100 miles is like, you'll get respect from the community kind of thing. Uh, and so when we were looking at the route, 100 miles, you know, about 160K kind of thing uh, was good to go. But then we were specifically looking for Peggy's Cove to Port-a-Pic and it ended up being about 16K more. Mm. So we said at that point, you know, might as well just add 16 kilometers. <laughs> might um, as well. It was an extra yeah. 16. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that was kind of the, the original goal was just 100 miles and then in terms of the route and making the route work we're like you know what we need to add a bit how
0: long did it take you guys to track out the route uh we concept came just
2: after Canada Day and we ran the event like the 31st so it was like less than a three and a half week turnaround from like okay oh should we do this thing yeah let's do this thing oh let's plan this thing let's drive the course all right let's do it okay so it was it was pretty quick
1: yeah I no, guess there was two scouting sessions. We did like one drive of the whole thing. Yeah. Realized there were a couple of spots we couldn't drive, so we w- we went back another day with bikes and did like a just kind of like an ATV section or like ATV trails. Uh-huh. Uh, but we wanted to make sure that actually went somewhere and Google Maps wasn't taking us into to nothing. Yeah, turns out it was. Yeah, um, we good we scouted that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the boys would have been in for a bad day that day if we rolled up there as a dead end in the woods. Yeah especially, like, I think that was 80K in or something. So yeah. it was, uh, anyways, we readjusted and stuff, but it took, I'd say, two weeks, really. So what are you looking for when you scout a location?
0: Flat, ground, route, what are you looking for?
2: Uh, more than anything, it's, like, aid, say, like places where the boys could meet us and have, like, a car with food and, like, yeah. support, basically, yeah. um, and making sure that we can actually obviously pass through, because some of it was, like, it said it was a trail, but we couldn't find the trail on any trail apps. So we're like, okay, if it is a trail, what kind of trail could it be if no one has any information about it? Mm. Um, so, yeah, biggest thing is like a nice, big, juicy parking lot where the boys could pull over and you yeah. know, give us any aid we might need. That takes work. That takes planning. Like, there's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. into that. Oh, this so was premeditated.
0: Like that's a lot of work.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. It's my favorite part.
0: The you putting in the work before so you know what goes Just smooth. I course. love it. I
1: love the course. Yeah. You yeah. Luck- that's,
0: <laughs> that's, that's awesome. My favorite yeah. Part. Um the diet aspect of it. What are you putting in your body the the week before, the day before, the day of the race? What's uh what's going in you? uh basically anything that
2: you know works for you so if you do it right what you would do is you'd train with specific foods for like the six months nine months building up to it and you'd make sure that it works for your you know your body doesn't betray you when you eat it but what are you looking for like you're carbs carbs is the main thing okay so like when you're it's called glycogen in your body but basically you want carbohydrates because that's your body's first fuel source at once okay so for me for example specifically foods i was eating like these these rice balls uh, which is basically just, like, basmati rice with, like, there was, like, diced up bacon and egg in them, uh, which they sound weird, but they're pretty bomb. Um, <laughs> goo, goo gels, they're, like, just basically liquid yeah, yeah, yeah. sugar, if you know what they yeah, are. Yeah, I know what they are, yeah. Uh, and then, like, what else do we have? Like,
1: So much food. I think we spent $300 the day before the grocery store and just got a little bit of everything. So I think at some point you have a nutrition plan, but if all hell breaks loose, you're going to have to fall off of that plan, and it's just... What can you eat? What looks good? And what will stay down? And what, what will, will stay, stay
0: down? down? Oh, is that an issue? Like, Oh, in the
2: yeah. I- in the Ironman, I probably took like eight dumps in that race. Like, no my, way. Yeah, it's the number one thing that stops people in endurance events, in ultra distance specifically, is GI upset. So gastrointestinal. Yeah. That's the number one cause of people dropping out of a race. Really? Yeah.
1: There's wow. A, there's a really good quote. I forget what book it was, but it's talking about ultras. And they say that the person who wins the ultra isn't who can run the furthest. It's who can eat the most. Because it's, you know, in an Ironman, you'll lose twelve thousand calories, kind of thing. Yeah. So you can't just do that with no food. You have to be able to eat and, and sustain that. Yeah. So if you can't eat, you are gonna have a problem.
0: It just seems like there is so many more conditioning processes that you have to go through other than running and being in shape. It, it just seems like, you, like you just said, you have to find out what's good for you. That's yeah. a whole other element to a ultra race, ultra race or ultra marathon. What do I call it? Ultra marathon. Ultra, 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 ultra marathon race. that you have to study almost in order to complete this thing. That's crazy. Yeah. finding out like what goes into your body and how much you can hold down in order to run a hundred miles like that's crazy to me yeah it's that's a, insane and then that doesn't even like bring up the topic of like
2: salt and stuff so i was taking salt pills every what 15 minutes what is salt what are salt pills do uh, for It's you? it's literally just like sodium in a pill form but when you sweat you lose salt and salt is one of the key electrolytes that basically allows our body to function like a locomotive engine would So if you, if your water and salt levels fall out of bounds and you have too much water, not enough salt or too much salt, not enough water. Yeah. Eventually your body's just going to collapse like an animal that like can't go any further. Really? Yeah. So you need to like make sure that your sodium levels are on point.
0: Holy shit. Yeah. I'm assuming this is where you came into play. Where, did you know all of this before going there? Did you know all of this information? Uh, Like how much did he help with? He, he,
2: he helped massively. So we set like timers on my watch. So like once my brain no longer worked, it was like every 15 minutes I was getting buzz saying like eat or salt pill or. Okay. So it was like everything was all guesswork was taken out, but like I'm a nutrition coach by trade okay, okay. and personal trainer and okay. stuff. So I kind of geek out on this stuff. So we, we did a lot of research building up to this and knew I needed like 700 milligrams of sodium every hour or so, roughly one liter of water. Like we did crunch the numbers.
0: Yeah. How much testing did you do before? Like, did you actually, like, you know, try the 50 miles before, 75 miles, anything like that? No? Nope. No? You just have saved up all your energy and <laughs> went? Well, what, what's so funny about that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just,
2: like, the way we did it is, like, most actual, like, purists in the ultra in the endurance sports world would, like, cringe at what we did. Because, like, I, yes, I was training for it a little bit, building up to it. But, like, there was a good two-month block, like, right before the event where I was, like, powerlifting, like, I was literally doing, like, triples on deadlifts. Is that smart? No, it's stupid. Why did you do it? Because I didn't know I was going to be running the race. Because oh, we yeah. did it on three weeks yeah, notice. Yeah, that's You know true. what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, like, there's – and, like, most of my long runs was on trail because I was training for a trail ultramarathon. Yeah. So, it's, like, not concrete. And then the run was 95% concrete. So, then my body wasn't used to running on asphalt for 24 hours straight. Yeah. So, it's, like, there's all these little things that – <laughs> we didn't plan for it that came up, but we're just we didn't care. We were just like, let's just send it and go. Awesome, that's what you got to do. Yeah, are you going to attempt it again? Uh, maybe not that specific course, but we will attempt the hundred mile milestone. Yeah, like not this year or something because we have a couple events planned. Uh, but at some point, I need to take that off the bucket list. I was literally nine kilometers shy of the hundred of uh, the hundred mile mark,
0: oh. which is like that's just disrespect. <laughs> Man, what was going through your head when you couldn't just like what was? it's funny. Cause like, we know we,
2: we could have got there. Like I could have physically crossed that finish line, yeah. but it would have been another 24 hour event on those crutches minimum. And it would have got ugly, like really ugly. Cause like after like 4k on crutches, like not only are my la- everything from waist down, no longer working, but like my hands were completely covered in blisters. My, my lats and the sides were completely covered in blisters. It was hot again. Cause it's in August. So it was like, and there was like, we had support people that were there for 30 hours at that point. So we're like, are we going to ask these nice people to spend another 24 hours of their day watching? I don't know at the point it was going to be a circus act if I kept going. So it's like, you know, we had a couple healthy boys. So
0: eventually you need to make a call and we made the call. Yeah. Wow. Recovery after. What do you, what do you, you're in vegetate. What do you do? Like, would you sit in a lazy boy for a week? Like, how do you get back to, to normal? Uh, it was it was bad, man. Like, so we
2: stayed in an Airbnb, like literally right after the race for two days, and for those two to three days, and my brother stayed with me for two days after that in my apartment in Halifax. Yeah, I couldn't put pants on myself, man. Yeah, I don't, I I believe. Yeah, Yeah. and like, luckily at the Airbnb there was a walk-in shower, so I could at least shower. Yeah, but it was for at least one to two weeks. I I couldn't go to work. I eventually I went to the hospital one day because I was like, I don't feel human. Um. But then it was physical therapy. Like I'm still doing physical therapy now. Really? And, and it was in July 31st, August 1st. Now we're what's today? April
0: 7th. April 7th, 8th.
2: I don't know. Yes, yeah, so I'm still doing physical therapy. So
0: in what sense physical therapy? Like what do you need to? What what's not feeling normal right now?
2: Uh, so I had a meniscus tear in that
0: run. What's a meniscus again? It's the. It's in the
2: knee. Knee? It's like the cartilage it's in the between knee. your femur bone and your like tibia. Yeah. It's like the shock absorber, like a little ring. Okay. Uh, and I, I did my knee. Like I tore my knee when I was 17 playing, uh, American football, like football. Okay. Uh, and I did my ACL and my meniscus. So it was already a little, you know, I yeah. had <laughs> two surgeries on that. So once after I healed and I did all the physio and stuff, and then I tried going for a run and my knee still felt like weird. I was like, something's not right. And I'm pretty in tune with what my knees feel like. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's mostly related to knee. Wow. You still running now? Um, not as much as this guy is, um, but I'm I'm slowly building back. Like my coach is slowly building me back volume. Yeah. And luckily for this year's event, we have like recovery partners on board, and we have okay uh, some awesome businesses that are helping getting us healthy. Yeah. Specifically, like, um, like back to running for biking, swimming, pretty low impact.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. What's the ultra community like here in Nova Scotia? Is it big? Is it small?
1: What do you think? I'd say relatively small still. Yeah. There, there's quite a few that do it, but it's not. Um, there's not a lot of events out here. Okay. That's part of the problem. So Why people, is that? Honestly, I would say the uh, the business aspect, the profitability. How many people are going to travel yeah. to the East Coast to do a specific event when you could go to BC and Fair. do something that's way more picturesque? Yeah. So I think it's that's part of it. One of our goals is to create more events out here because Cape Breton's beautiful. We have beautiful spots even, you know, in the valley and things like that. Edgy, so, the South Shore, like yeah, you know, we got some bomb spots. So we we want to bring more of the events out here, which we think we think that there is quite a big community here. They're just like we don't know them because no one's it's not popular out here. It's
2: mm-hmm. like it's like young talent for working. Everyone goes to Ontario, goes to Alberta, you know. It's mm-hmm. like the same thing here. Everyone travels for their events. hmm because we don't have anything here like there's the capes 100 now which is an ultra marathon in cape breton mm-hmm. they ran one event in 2019 and then last year got canceled so there's a, there is one but there's really not any choice out
0: here like east of montreal interesting mm. yeah because what you're saying there's tons of beautiful spots in this province especially in the summer months even fall september october 100 percent unreal best place on earth between like may and october Oh, 100%. I keep saying that this summer is going to be unreal because all, all of our friends that are living in Toronto and BC, Alberta are home right now, and there's going to be a lot of things to do. A lot of uh, a lot of memories made this summer for sure. Oh, 100%. It's going to be a great time. <laughs> I can't wait for, for the sun to come out. Yeah. yeah. It'll be good. Um, yeah, moving forward, when you're... I guess moving forward, when you want to do this again, if you do it again, you um, I guess, changes that you would make. I'm really fascinated with the. As I get older, I look at my own body and I, I, you start to feel it. I'm almost 30. I'm starting to stretch. I'm starting to look at my diet more. And I like what you almost said, I'm starting to understand what goes into my body and how I feel. Um, as you look to maybe do this again or do an Ironman again, what are some changes that you would make? Um, the big one
2: would be just making sure like the training plan is very specific to the event. So if the event's on pavement, making sure I'm training on pavement and not on track um, making sure I get a full training block in. I think he can vouch for that. Like, instead of like, you know, picking up three weeks before and saying, Oh yeah, we can do this. I can will my way through it with my mind. It's yeah. like, okay, your mind is game, but it c- is your body conditioned to do that. So like we are doing it again and it's going to happen in September, but we started training it's April, like four or five months ago. Oh, so it's like this time it's like, and even at like, in the event, at the aid stations, everyone will have a job. The vehicle will be organized. So if I'm freezing my ass off and I need a fresh pair of clothes, we're not sifting through 10 piles of things in a rental vehicle. We actually have my like next set of clothes waiting for me. Like yeah. like little little tiny details like yeah. that. I don't know. Like He probably had some ideas too.
1: Yeah, I, I guess my, my whole job with it was pacing him and kind of being the, the sane one as his mind started to go because I was on a bike for a lot of it. And my fiance came in at one point and she's a very organized person and she got anxious looking at the at the car because it was just uh, a shit show like there was things everywhere everything was taken out of bags i was even just trying to find a granola bar and i couldn't find a granola oh, bar we'd boys. bought like four boxes <laughs> yeah. <out of> <laughs> so it was yeah that was big one she i'm pretty sure she just took over at one point she started snapping the whip and was like this yeah, needs to be sounds better about right yeah, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and made it better so we were like you know let's bring some women on board that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that can handle this this kind of thing and uh you know they're just organized and so i think this year a big thing is having someone like that that's really in charge of the whole race yeah. i was i mean i got exhausted too i was on the bike for oh, boy sorry those dogs i just gotta <laughs> Fuck.
0: Mark, do you wanna, just one sec.
1: is she home yes oh shit. okay whatever keep going <laughs> okay um yeah so i guess this year a big thing is just to, people that are actually helping pace and those sorts of things they can't be in charge of everything because they're going to be exhausted too yeah. and realistically when they come to the aid stop that should be their break their time to to chill and get food but how long are you chilling for get, how long how long is that 20 30 minutes i'd say okay it's yeah i mean it depends obviously if you come in you know you're 20 hours in kind of thing and you're just absolutely wrecked and you need an extra 30 minutes to sleep or something then so be it they, they become a bit longer yeah i'd say like 20 30 minutes yeah and so uh, i was a little stressed moving forward because i was on the bike with him i was the guy that was coming every 10 minutes being like hey did you take your salt hey are you eating yeah uh, did a you get JT's annoyed of that plan.
2: no i i think i handled uh even like when i was in my pretty
0: bad place i think i was pretty uh pretty okay, okay to deal with yeah very okay were you thinking of that when you like asked him questions like you know if he's talking he's maybe losing like his breath like his breath a big part of it you know, I was like, I don't know if I'm running. I don't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. Like, do he, you ever do th- you think of that?
1: Yeah, it it definitely became grunts and nods towards yeah, the end. It okay. was just kind of like, hey, come on. Yeah. And especially at the end, he was. You could tell he just didn't want to eat and stuff. So there was a bit more of like slapping him on the wrist, being like, you know, you have to do it. Just do it. I'm gonna stay here until you do it. Yeah. And then he'd get annoyed and be like, all right, fine, he'd do it, and Then I'd bike off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. So it it worked well, but it definitely when I got to the aid stops, I felt like I was still trying to run the show. Like it wasn't you know like know it wasn't really rest what they for were doing. Like it yeah it, it felt like a job and i was like hey you should be doing this you should be doing this you should be doing that almost like a boxer when they're taking a break
2: and you're exactly. the coach exactly is what it you should, should be doing. a cut okay, man you should yeah. have your coach come in like that's when other people step in yeah when he should have been able to sit down with me and like recover before we do our next effort
1: okay cool and relax a little bit so yeah. so that's a big thing for this year is just making sure like aid stop crews we're gonna have someone in charge of almost like a like a ceo or something of like each aid stop where they're just specifically uh, okay. involved and they don't have a specific job their job is to make sure everyone else is doing the right job
0: interesting so at these aid stops is is this where you would sleep if you were gonna sleep yeah And how long 10 minutes 10 minutes i I, yeah i I factored in
2: (laughs) i factored in the idea of a sleep in the event like worst case scenario so 140 kilometers in i did sleep but i told them i was gonna take a was it 20 or 30 minutes
1: I think so. I think you said thirty.
2: Thirty minutes, and I I forced everyone. I literally like looked my mom dead ass in the eye. I was like, "You wake me up no matter what. Like you hit me, I don't give a shit." And then I chugged a Red Bull and then f- and went to sleep. And then like nine minutes later, I like sprung up. I was like,
0: "We gotta go." Yeah. How did that nine minutes like? When oh, f-
2: dude, it's bliss. I think I hit like two REM cycles. Like, <sighs> what's a REM cycle? It's sleep. Oh yeah, it's like, it's like when your brain is at its like most creative thinking and stuff. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, and no, I'm being funny because like a REM cycle is usually like 90 minutes at least. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd hit like two REM cycles in like an eight-hour sleep, but like I definitely felt like I I did wake up feeling like rejuvenated.
0: Man, sleep is the most underrated thing. Do you guys agree? Oh, like, 100%. sleep is unbelievable. You, you can have a 30-minute nap and feel like a new man. A hundred percent. I love it. I yes. love sleeping. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Like eight <laughs> hours, nine hours, 10 hours. If I feel unbelievable. I love going to bed early now. Yeah. I love going to bed at like eight o'clock. I wake up at like six. You, you feel like a new man. Yeah. It's 100%. an unbelievable feeling.
2: Well, that's when the gains happen. You don't make gains when you're training. You make gains when you're recovering and resting. Yeah. So it's like, you know, sleep is sleep is key. Now, unfortunately for the events like this, if you want to have a good time, like the gun goes off. If it's a 24-hour event, you can sleep in that 24 hours, but that's part of your time. So while you're sleeping, the clock's still going. Yeah. So it's like you kind of want to minimize that to only what's essential.
0: It's crazy. I'm just thinking of people's mindsets going into it, the people that are there for to prove to themselves Yeah. and the people that are there to win. It's just like, yeah, if I was there just to do it, yeah, maybe I would chuck in a little sleep. But then, if you want to win and you want to do something, I don't know, you go go for it. It's just it, it just seems yeah. like two different totally mindsets.
2: You just push it out. You're like, all right, I'll sleep. There's plenty of time to sleep the next day. It's like Kobe Bryant mentality. He's like, oh, I'm sick right now. I don't, I can't afford to be sick today. I can be sick tomorrow. I have yeah. a game right now, so yeah. I need to like, you know, you need to step up. It's like that Mamba mentality.
1: Yeah. Well, to blow your mind even more, the guys that do race are doing like 16, 17 hour performances for the hundred miles in trails, going up and down like three four thousand meters of elevation kind of thing
0: say that they're, they're
1: finishing it in 16 hours yeah yeah like the top ultra runners the ones that are actually racing yeah they're they'll blow your mind that's so. like Goggins and those people
2: even Goggins wouldn't even be elite anymore I don't think in like the speed caliber um but yeah I guess Goggins kind of but like the guys who like are going to like the world cha- like world championships or like the western states or like uh ultra Mont Blanc have you heard of any of these races?
0: I've heard of Ultra Mont Blanc, but
2: nothing really else. Uh, you search search up Western States 100. Super
1: popular one. Yeah,
2: it's like literally like the I think it's the oldest ultra marathon, or might be.
1: It's invitation only. You have to qualify for it.
2: It it was like the it was a horse race before it was a running race, and one guy's horse died two years in a row or something, and he just decided to run it because his horses kept failing him. Just go images, Mark. So, like, people who do, like, events like this, like, they're not sleeping, and they're not even taking any time at the aid that. stations. Four-
1: 1409. That was
0: his time. Whoa. 100 miles in 14 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And they're running up and down mountains in the summertime. Wow. In California.
0: Just keep going through the, the photos, Mark, if you don't mind.
2: Uh-oh. Yeah, they finish
0: uh-oh. on a high school track, so that's the event, too. Yeah. You just scroll down, Mark. You don't have to oh, okay, just scroll sorry, down for a yeah. sec there. Where is it? In Nevada? No. It's in, um,
2: where is it? It's in, uh, near Auburn, I think. I think near Auburn.
0: Mark, just two fingers down.
3: Yeah, I I
2: Wow. It's crazy, though. It's like... Look at that. Look at that. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, I forget what month it is, but it's like, it's still really, really hot in California at that time. I want to say it's, uh, Auburn, California, I think is where it is. That's crazy.
1: There's a photo on the left there with the, uh... Where? States. Uh, you got to scroll up a bit. There is one.
0: Scroll up a bit, Mark. On, on the, the left.
1: left yeah, right there. That goes. shows. Oh left.
0: well, okay. So that's how far it goes in. Click yeah. that one, yeah, Mark. Oh yeah, I see. It starts in California, then goes all the way to. I don't even know where that is. That's insane, though.
2: Either way, so they're next level fast. So yeah. in the, in that comparison, we're like weekend warriors,
0: yeah. and these people are like the pros. So are these people getting paid like full time through sponsorship? Yeah there's sure. like the, there's a there's a there's a demand out there for these people yeah definitely. public speaking books things like that wow a hundred percent they're like the n h l versus beer league where're beer league they're n h l wow I didn't know that was an actual thing that's yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. there's an actual demand for that yeah wow, that kind of blows my mind mm
2: it's growing too. Like every year there's like hundreds of new events coming up. Like they're trying to push to get it in like in the future, like the hundred kilometer distance in the Olympics and stuff. Oh yeah. So I don't know no if it'll way. happen or not, but like it's, it's on the come up cause anyone can do it. All you need is a pair of running shoes and it's like, yeah. you know, you put and will a hundred, hundred athletes from around the world and give them like a sinister mountain. Like there's places in Colorado where it's like, you get like almost like the elevation gain of climbing Mount Everest yeah. in the course of a race. And it's, yeah, it's... Ears popping left, right, and center. That yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah, no crazy. joke. And then you're dealing with elevation and like like
0: the reduced oxygen as well and not just being physically fit. So there's so many factors. It's crazy. It's interesting how the, the world we live in now, the health factor is such a big thing. Everyone's so aware of, or very health conscious. And when it comes into sporting, it seems like this could be a, when you say it's a growing sport, I believe you because of just the way the world's trending. It's, yeah. a, everyone wants to be living their, their, their best life in a healthy way. It's really cool. I and mean, you don't really need to be an athlete. You just need to be able to run and have good endurance you just, yeah yeah you, you, you have to have a willpower it's cool like i always look at that goggins guy and you see him he's a fat dude and then he lost all that weight and he ran all those marathons it's just a, it's a it's an interesting sport for sure but it takes a like no offense but you got to be a little you got to be man. a little weird like, yeah, 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 yeah like i you know i'll run down to the rotary and i'll run back and i'll be i'll be proud of myself i'll be happy but i never think about coming back to my house and keep going down in cove road and then coming all the way back like I'm good with 3 4 miles like you know it's I just it would never enter my realm to go let's go 100 miles it's just it's it's crazy yeah. and the fact that you it it can seep into you know your guys's mind and you guys can actually accomplish it good for you man like that's that guy can't relate it's unbelievable <laughs> you got to go deep inside your mind yeah you and listen I, to music or uh, you just thought
2: you're just you're in your head for the first like 12 to 14 hours I didn't because uh, yeah. i wanted to save it for when i like when i needed it if it makes sense because like you know for a while you can say nice things to yourself but at some point like it starts to really hurt and then you're like okay like i actually did put goggins on at like 14 hours in i yeah. put his like audiobook on yeah and it's like him and like navy seals hell week and i'm like all right well it ain't that bad for me because like i'm not taping my shins together so like yeah you know it's like could be
0: worse yeah it's oh have you i don't have you guys ever seen um the documentary hands on a hard body no so essentially it's a documentary about these people who live in the middle of like alabama and they have to keep their hand on a truck in order to win this truck but they go for 72 hours and it's unbelievable and there's a guy in there he's an ex-military uh war veteran and he's won like the past three years and he's like man it's not a physical game it's a mental game it's like all you at the point when you get to f- you all right <laughs> it's funny <laughs> and you get a point you get to like 48 hours it's like yeah, anyone can stand up and keep their hand on a truck in order to win it, but it's the psychological aspect of not going crazy and being able to stand there and think about when's that other guy gonna quit. Can I outlast that other man? Yeah, yeah. And and there is diet that comes in along with it too. They show people like eating burgers within the first 12 hours and they're out the next couple hours, and the people that stay and eat granola bars and they they rest somehow. It's it's an unbelievable uh, it's an unbelievable look into the psychology of. A person that just has willpower—it's really cool. It's—it's a it's, uh, Quentin Tarantino's favorite movie, and it's a documentary. It's like a low budget. Just watch it. Hands on a Hard Body. You write it down if you want to. Yeah. Where? And, what a uh, platform is it on? I don't even. Uh, Jesus. Just go on. Google. Google. No, not It's not. Just just type in Google. Go to watch Hands on a. You don't have to do it now, Mark. But just watch Hands on a Hard Body. It's unbelievable. I'll definitely. It's watch really that. really cool. <laughs> I'll definitely it's just, watch that. It's just people in the middle of Alabama that just—you know—they don't really have much going on, but they, yeah. everyone has a truck. Like as soon as you yeah. turn. 16 you got a truck and everyone they beat their hand on this truck and it's a psychological <laughs> aspect that's just unbelievable it's really cool I'm excited to watch that and that's when I think of running whenever I run it's just I don't listen to music or anything but it's a, it's a head game with me yeah it's like can I just not walk for the can I run and not walk up this hill coming up the the rotary it's I don't know it's just it's a head game to me yeah.
1: it's a hard one to get up without walking the way really? I yeah
0: uh, 100% I'm in the process right now of getting back in cuz I don't winter time I'm not a big I like to get a little chunky in the winter. But yeah. now summer's coming around, so it's I get I get the running shoes out. And this is where it's tough right now to come up that hill. And, yeah, it's just tough. But, yeah, it's all a head game for me. For 100%. Sure. And I think, I don't know, I can't speak for him, but that's why, like, I
2: don't even love doing endurance sports, honestly, for even me. though I'm in it, which is kind of funny. Like, I don't love the event. I love the discipline it brings to my day that's leading up to it. Yeah. And I love the fact of, like, it p- forces you to do so many really uncomfortable things that like if something comes up in my professional life, it's never as bad as I felt when like I couldn't bend my ankles 20 hours into a race. So it's like I feel like in my personal and professional life, it prepares me for anything life could throw at me. Yeah. So it's like you're almost like you're conditioning. Like David Goggins, like you're callousing your mind. It's it's true. You literally are just like callousing your mind to get comfortable doing
0: uncomfortable things in all aspects. Yeah. Every, everyday life just becomes easy like not, any problem not, not easy but you're resilient. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. You know you get an email four emails you don't want to reply to. It's like fuck, if I can do this. Yeah. I you know, if I can run 5 miles, I can reply to four emails, trust me. You relax. know what I mean? You know yeah, it's little things like that, 100%. Is a uh, it's, it's, it's there's definitely a there's definitely a huge benefit to it. You are just getting up and doing it. Yeah, just don't have to want to do it, just do yeah. it. And it's interesting how you said you were in you said you were in Europe. Where were you traveling before all this started? Um most recently I was in,
2: well, I was in Europe would have been like the most recent. And then I was in Asia, New Zealand, Australia. So were you out of shape during all this? Uh, I was still going to the gym cause I've like, I've worked out pretty consistently on and off for like the last like 10 years, Yeah. but I wasn't doing any hard cardiovascular training. Yeah. Um, and then during certain trips I got more out of shape. Like when I was in, first got to Asia and like Thailand and stuff, yeah. we partied like 28 of 30 days yeah. the first time we went there. Yeah. So I definitely wasn't in shape there. Like we did a Muay Thai camp for 30 days to kind of detox our body. And I puked like four times in the first day.
0: But that, that's my point. It's like, it, it, you know, and in what you did, I think you did, what you did was great. Like that, that, that's a, that's shades of greatness. And I think in order for someone to do something great in their life, they're almost, not that has to be a rock bottom point, but there has to be a point where it's like, okay, I'm not where I want to be. Yeah. You know, when I started this company, I was like, I got fired and didn't, didn't know what I was doing. I was like, I got to do something. I was like, not rock bottom, but you're at a point where you don't want to be yeah. And in order to do something. You almost have to be in that position. So that's what I was getting at with the travel. It's like maybe you just were partying too hard and, like, no, i got to figure something out and 100- go from there.
2: Yeah, it's like what's the opposite of what I'm
0: doing right now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
1: 100%. No, that's really cool, man. That's awesome.
0: So what are these next couple months looking like for you guys? Crazy.
2: It's- very,
1: very intense. This week was uh, was a lot. pretty overwhelming week getting into things. But I think this year, so my Ironman story, I guess, with uh the whole point of being there was to try to qualify for world championships last okay. year. But then the race I was going to got canceled. So this year it was like, let's do something that can help us find our breaking point. Okay. Where is that? Mm. Uh, and I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't, e- like Liam's body broke down, but he could have gone further if it hadn't. I think like mentally he didn't find the wall. Yeah. So to speak, People talk about the wall, right? Like in a marathon, it's like you hit the wall and then you can't keep going. Okay. I've never felt that. I don't think Liam's ever felt that
2: pretty close but I, I think i still had some more like it's like uh do you watch futurama ever no. oh, there's a episode where they're taken by these amazonian women and they're like it's called death by snooze they're basically gonna get killed by having too much sex yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the characters was like oh the, the the mind is willing but the body is fleshy and weak or whatever <laughs> <laughs> and like that's how i felt in the run like the mind was willing but the body was just like no we're done yeah
0: okay i got gotcha. you
1: yeah so we're doing something called the big try this year what's that so in endurance sport, you have an Ironman. The distances are, are 3.8K swim, 180-kilometer bike ride, and then a 42K run, okay. which is a marathon. Okay. Then there's something called an Ultraman, which is a three-stage event where you basically do a 10K swim, a 420-kilometer bike ride, and then a double marathon, so oh. 80, 84K. So normally they split it up into three days, but we decided, why don't we try to do it in under 48 hours? So we're going to go from Cape Breton to Halifax doing a 11k open ocean swim, mm. 450k road bike, and then a double marathon run to finish. Man, you guys, and that's going to happen in September. So that's what we're training for right now.
2: Yeah. The goal is sub 48. We're going to give ourselves a buffer this year cuz we learned from our mistakes. So like, you know, if it happens in 60 hours, we're cool with it and we'll prepare for it, but it's going to be a uh, it's going to be interesting. Like you'll you'll actually can you uh can you pull up Dingwall Cape Breton? Dingwall. Dingwall. Yeah, it's like a little fishing uh, community in the Highlands National Park. It's a trip cuz the bay we're going to swim across, you can literally see from like Google Maps when you look at Nova Scotia as a whole.
1: school images. There it is. So what there. is that? Uh maybe if you go to maps it'll be easier.
2: Well, even in that photo right there, so you see like those two hills? Yeah. You see the hill on the right? Yeah. If you go like a little bit out further into the water, but like in that frame, yeah, and then swim straight across, that's what we're doing. But it's like a uh, this giant bay, basically.
0: Go to the f- go to one photo down and then to the right. This one, yeah,
2: is that the mountain to the right you're talking about? You're yeah. swimming past that. So like, if you look all the way to the right in that photo, yeah, where, there's a campground that's a- along the water, and we're gonna start there, and we're just gonna swim straight across towards like past like staying along the right. Straight across to a place called White Point, Point. and how long's that swim? Like four, four or five hours. Man, God. Is there gonna be a boat in the water with you? Oh yeah, we got yeah. like a fifty foot, fifty foot, 45. forty foot, forty foot sailboat. We're gonna have like, uh, like kayak, like lifeguards and kayaks. Uh, we'll have a whole, full media team because like we're we're shooting this as a documentary to submit and Banff Film Festival. No way! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so awesome. So we got like we got two RVs this year. One RV is just gonna be our media crew with like eight videographers slash photographers yeah and then we'll have our athletes and then we'll have our aid station crew and all of our sponsors will be setting up and it's like this has been in the works for like three four months and it's like we learned a
0: lot of mistakes from last year but like this year you're ready to go.
2: We're, we're we're cooking.
0: Are you happy that you're going to be training in these months? Is this a good time to train to prepare for summer? Because it's going to be hot as balls, I'm assuming, this summer.
2: Yeah. Well, the event's going to happen in September, so we have time. But that's we, good because yeah. the
0: weather cools down a bit, right? Yeah, yeah. And the
2: yeah. ocean will still be warm. Uh, the only thing that scares us is if the wind direction changes. Like, if we're coming from Cape Breton to Halifax, if those winds are going north, then we're going to be go cycling into a headwind for 24-plus hours, which would be a hammer. Fuck. Um, so we're kind of just... If you want to do one prayer for us just say like you know southwest southeast winds.
0: Wow. Southwest southeast winds. Yeah. That's that's what okay. we want. How we, how much easier is it right now getting sponsors with that YouTube video? Uh, oh, what do you got right now? Fifty thousand views. Yeah, and it's. Not,
2: uh, I'd like to clarify that's not. We didn't make that YouTube video. Like, we're the athletes in it, but like that was Alien Pharaoh Productions. They're actually a video production company based out of here, based out of Halifax. Okay. Yeah, it's actually a duo of two hometown boys. Okay, great guys. Uh, and they made that documentary. They were there for thirty hours, thirty hours with us. Like they were like r- they were leapfrogging me, running in front of me as I was doing it to capture the shots. One guy was like, "You play Call of Duty? No." Oh, you never play Call of Duty? I'm a
0: freak, man. I don't do anything.
2: Uh, It's like a sniper when they're like laying down like with with the scope. He was like laying down prone in the trunk of his car, driving in front of me, like shooting me and stuff. So like these guys put in work and then they sat down and they edited that video for like 200 hours.
0: Get the fuck out of this.
2: What? Swear down. So like these guys are like absolute legends. So like 100% shout out Ileon Farrow, I-L-I-E-N-F-E-R-O Productions.
0: They're legends. If you're listening to this and you need any video work done, go to them. That's awesome. Yeah. Was there ever a point, don't lie, was there ever a point where you're a little annoyed of them? Maybe they got too close? Uh, maybe a, I actually I don't think so cuz like after like the marathon point, which
2: was like the first what, 4 hours? Yeah. I was that was farther than I've ever ran, so at that point it was just like I wasn't worried about anyone except for myself. I was yeah. just in my own brain like left, right, left, right, like like I would
0: look at you, but I was looking through you. I wasn't like at what point did you notice that switch in him? When he's
1: looked, so he's looking at you, but then he's not. He's looking through you. What? Like, what hour? So we had this. It was an incredibly hot day. Is something I think we should like throw out there too. It yeah, was, it was it like started nice, but it got it was baking hot. Yeah, and so we finished. He probably got to about kilometer fifty, and then he had a lot of people start running with him at that point. But then I would say right around kilometer sixty, before we hit the ATV trail, the clouds kind of like came over, and we got dumped on by rain. <sighs> And at that, at that point, he could see, like, the relief in his brain. But he, I think it, like, put him into his head. He's like, oh, this feels so good. And then he never came back out. He was just stuck in his head the rest of the time. Oh. And, um, yeah, so I would say it was, like, kilometer 60. He kind of – it started to hurt. Entered the void. Yeah. And then by the time he hit that, like, second marathon, kind of, like, halfway through. Yeah. He was – that was really when the race started because he was uh, – now he was battling the mind. To give you like perspective, like you know how your
2: ankle can do like this, no problem. Like your foot. Yeah, sorry, yeah. So my foot couldn't do that. From like the eighty kilometer, ninety kilometer onward, my shins were so my shins and ankles were so swollen that like my foot was like this and I would just swing my leg. Like I, I couldn't bend it anymore. It, it was like a giant rock. I that's, had shin
0: splints. That's not good for your, th- whatever you were talking about earlier. That yeah, has knee, to be bad for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: So it's like, that's like when you're like, what would you change? Like this year we have like physiotherapy sponsors and we have like medical professionals helping us. And we're like, we have a nutrition company we're talking to right now. That's helping us do like custom blends with certain sodium. Like everything is like every failure or like thing that could have been improved last year is being addressed this year.
0: Cool. Really cool. Custom shoes not custom shoes we're not that fancy yet maybe in a couple years like soles you must have like custom sole like a uh, nothing you could but i
2: don't i don't know like my feet were like i got blisters but like that's going to happen that's yeah. that's like you know it's like it's inevitable if yeah if you're a hockey player your gear is going to smell bad sometimes like, Yeah. you know if you're a runner and you run crazy distances you're going to get a couple blisters i
0: think it's like oh, it's like uh. it's at some point you got to like stop worrying about the gear and just worry about you and just yeah. make sure you get there i feel like a lot of people at least in every other some other sports it's like i got to have the best gear i got to have the best this it's like no just do you you'll figure it out it's like golf a brand new
2: golfer comes in and they buy this beautiful set of clubs but they can't play golf yet it's like don't matter you can't use them so yeah. it's like get yourself a shitty pair go hack for a couple of years practice yeah. and then worry about the gear yeah
1: 100 percent. one of my favorite things in the iron man is i i think both of us had these like cheap you know thousand dollar road bikes <laughs> yeah. slapped on some aerobars. bars And then I remember passing all of these these people that had made it, had good careers, good money, and they were on these like eight thousand dollar time trial bikes, just going so slow and so satisfying. Zipping by them, oh, satisfying! I love that. Yeah, sick. (laughs) I fucking love that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: A good analogy of that in in the hockey world is the gear of the kid who plays like house league, but he has the best gear compared to the kid that plays AAA, but has the shitty gear. Like that. That was a. I remember always that growing up playing hockey, that that was a thing. There was kids that were terrible but at the best gear, and the kids that were just grinders. Parents had no money. They'd do anything to play. They made AAA. Really cool, really really cool, I guess, just outlook from other sports comparing to to what you guys do. It's really cool. 100%. I'm jacked up right now. I'm going for a run after this. <laughs> All right, let's go. Yeah, no, that's no, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So nine to five. What, what's the like? What, what? do you train? Like, what, you get up in the morning. You train at night. How many times a day are you guys training? Uh, it's
2: kind of different for both of us because he's further into his training than me because I'm still doing some rehab stuff. Yeah. Uh, but generally, it's like spaced out over a week. I might have somewhere's in the range of like nine to twelve training sessions okay. between swimming, biking, running, and then you have to do like mobility, strength training. Um they eat. vary in distances. Eat. But eat. Eat. Yeah, you eat Food a ton. Prep. Food prep yeah, is huge. It, it becomes stuff. like a second full-time job, honestly. Yeah, like, 100%. So luckily for me, like I quit my full-time job two months ago, so this is my full-time Dude, job now. Dude, congrats. Thanks, bro. Good for you. That's awesome. Um, But like for this guy, he runs two companies, so he's a, he's absolutely hustling right now, busting
0: his ass. So If you want to uh, plug the company, go for it right now.
1: Yeah, Rydell Roofing. That's the, that's the main one. If you need a roof in Halifax, get at us. We <laughs> also have uh, Clear Space Painting. Okay. We're in a painting business as well. We fiance. might be painting
0: this house this summer, so I'll, I'll get a
1: card know. from you. Absolutely, okay, cool. man. Absolutely, but but yeah
2: and then like for myself it's just i do some personal training on the side uh some nutrition coaching i don't really train that many clients now unless like i know you or you have a really cool goal
0: because like Mm. i only have so many hours in the day if it makes sense yeah um i feel now with this goal of yours that you'd be able to get a lot more clients because you definitely have a what's the word i'm looking for and you have an influencer element to you now to an extent yeah and like i feel like it's good because like
2: you know if you had a if you had a doctor telling you to be healthy and he wasn't healthy you wouldn't listen to him so if you had like a trainer who was like saying you need to meal prep, but they're not healthy or doing it. Yeah. It's a, they're a hypocrite. But if you have someone who's like putting themselves through what we're doing, you know, I would never ask you to do something that I wouldn't do myself. Yeah. So I feel like that's like a good way to build rapport with people. Cause it's like, look, we're on a team together. It's hard, but I do hard shit myself too. And this is a necessary hard for us to do yeah. to get you
0: where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is getting me jacked up. That's awesome. Um, I want to talk about the the sponsorship aspect of it. Yeah, is, is it is it like I said, is it a lot more easier now? Because at the very beginning was it tougher? You know, how do you guys afford the the granola bars, all the 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 cars, the what do you call them, the spots, riot spots, uh, uh, aid stations, aid stations? Uh, uh, is it a lot easier now from the fundraising aspect? But you say you guys have a boat, a sailboat, going to be following you for four hours. Like, yeah. how does that element
1: of it all work? Luckily, the uh, the boat. My parents own a boat. Okay. Thanks, mom easy. and dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> bank of mom and dad coming yeah. through. I think though, definitely the success from last year has helped a lot. Definitely, yeah. Because it's you know twelve grand in like a few days of fundraising was a lot, especially for for them. Yeah. Um, and then this year, ultimately the goal is a hundred grand. Hundred thousand dollars,
2: one hundred
0: big ones. Wow. Yeah. That's what you guys want to fundraise.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. The goal. Wow.
1: So you know, throwing that number around, people are like, okay, this is serious. Yeah. And then the fact that we've been planning it for. You know, it'll be almost a year by the time you actually hit the event. Wow. And you have a film crew coming with you again. Film crew. So that helps. Um, yeah, 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 You know, yeah. and like multiple shifts of people kind of things. So it'll be 48 hours. So we're not going to try to get the same two guys to do. You saw in the documentary at the end where he got injured. Yeah. You know, they were off being like, oh, we got to take a shower or something. And yeah, then it's so cell phone footage because like exactly. they
2: were like, oh, Liam's 150 kilometers in or 145. Obviously, he's going to finish. He's 25 away. Yeah. And then boom goes the knee and they're not there. Yeah. And then one of the boys just pulls his phone out because it's like, shit, we need to capture this. You to know? Film. Yeah. <laughs> the grind. I love yeah, it. Yeah. You know. That's wicked. Yeah. That's really cool. But when it comes to the sponsors, like being able to show that documentary too. Yeah. It's like we've had, you know, between six to seven sponsorship meetings so far. Yeah. And we have six to seven sponsors for this year. Love yeah. it, boys. I love it. I so understand. it's like, you know, we're going for people that directly have services and things in kind that we need. Okay. And in return, it's great because when we look at the camera and say, yo, these people are awesome, we can mean it because, like, they generally are hooking us up with sh- stuff we really need. Yeah. Uh, and then soon, like, you know, once summer hits, we'll blast social media and then we'll be going for more, like, cash donations for yeah. the charity. Yeah. Because, like, hundred grand is, like, 85 kids in Nova Scotia getting a mentor for a year. And, like. Oh, the mentors get paid? So it's, like, part of the job? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. wow. The mentor, I the, didn't know that. Yeah, the mentors get paid. Wow. So it's, like, you know, it's, like, they're basically, like, social workers almost. Wow. So it's like – and for these kids, you know, it's not –
0: like there's Halifax and stuff, but there's a lot of poor areas in Nova Scotia too. Yeah, I'm well aware. There's a lot of – whenever I'm at the rinks every now and then, you see, a, you know, a guy or a girl that's heavily involved in the hockey community and they'll they'll bring in an underprivileged kid and bring him on the ice or let him chill on the bench and talk to the hockey guys. I, I've seen it around. It definitely does make you want to – it definitely makes you want to get involved for sure. So, yeah, it's like for uh-huh. us, it's like we, we want to test ourselves no matter what
2: and we can do that with this platform we now have. Yeah. But we can also do a shit ton of good and shine a very bright light on certain causes in the process. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's kind of the goal here. It's like we get to test ourselves and do some cool things to like make, make people question if they're happy and if they want to try to challenge themselves a bit more. Mm. But also in the process, we can do some really cool stuff for our for our home, which is, you know, Nova Scotia. Dude,
0: that's what it's all about. You yeah. To have your head on. Right. What else do you want? You're helping people and you're helping yourselves. That's what Yay. life's about. That's awesome. hundred percent. That's great. That's awesome. How much time are we at, Mark? Uh,
2: 56
0: minutes. Jesus, boys. Flies by. Yeah. Um, do you guys want to plug anything before we wrap this up? I know you plug the company. Do you want to give a shout out to anyone? You, It's, it's your podcast for the next couple of minutes. You go. Uh, you want to go first?
1: I guess the first thing is the Big Try. That is the event we're running this year. It's going to be blowing up more come summer. We're going to kind of do a, a rollout series six weeks before it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Big Try, if it start looking that up. Uh, we will need help, especially to hit the $100,000 goal. Where, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to need help from everyone.
2: Word of mouth. Share uh, it. Like it. You, even if you don't have a dime to your name, you can still share it or like it or help the boys out that way. Um, sorry, continue. Uh, you go. Uh, back and forth. Plug. That's, I think that's the only plug that really – Oh, um, myself and the videographers are starting a, a show this year called uh, It's called Between the Sets. It's basically like – do you know Hot Ones? Yeah. It's like hot ones, but for working out. So I'm interviewing uh, people of interest around Nova Scotia, uh, and they're going to come on the show with me, and we're going to do an absolutely sinister workout together. And as they're trying to, you know, capture their breath and all that
0: stuff, I'm going to hit them with questions oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 like kevin hart in the cold tub or something kind of like, like that? that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so okay, it's like yeah. that
2: spicy wings all together so yeah. we're gonna do that and that's gonna help us get a little bit more um traction traction on social media to to boost the big try nice so you know at some point check that out when that drops that'll probably be closer to summer as well um but the big try is the big thing big brothers big sisters donate like share uh word of mouth our it's our life
1: 100%. Mm. Another one to mention is we are starting uh, a nonprofit as well that essentially is teaming with this. So it's not just, you know, Liam and Andrew doing the big try. Uh, we have another friend that's doing it with us, but we're starting basically a nonprofit called PNR Athletics.
0: PNR Athletics? PNR. Okay.
1: stands for Point of No Return. Oh and boy, um, it, yeah, and mm. so the whole concept, I guess, behind it is to put on crazy events like this. It doesn't have to be endurance specific, but uh, we have tons of ideas. Okay. And the goal is to partner with local charities to raise money for them to essentially combat all the problems we're seeing in nova scotia yeah uh and that's so that this will be our first event as pnr athletics that's
0: awesome well yeah. if there's anything that we can do to help out you guys know our company we film we do podcasts we mic up we live stream so i don't know how that fits together but if you guys can come up with an idea let me know we got some time in the summer where hockey's settling down and yeah. we're looking to do some other things so you guys just let us know and we'll, we'll do our best to try to be there Thank you so much, Justin. And hey, we, the only other thing is just thank
2: you to you giving us your platform it's to speak man. on and, you know, your fans for taking this, you know, hour out of their day to listen to this. Uh, you know, we're extremely humbled by the opportunities that have come up
0: and all the amazing people we've got to meet this year. So, you know, thank you. Dude, no problem. I love uh, I love switching it up and getting to know uh, what other athletes are doing in the province of Nova Scotia. It's, uh, it's exciting for me. It's exciting for our guests, too. Spice it up. There you go. All right. We're out. Uh, everyone listening, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, thank you to Generous United for sponsoring this episode. Thank you very much to the boys for coming. I appreciate that. Enjoy the rest of your week. Yeah. Uh-huh. All the fans, enjoy the rest of your week. We're
3: out. peace. peace. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was hatched in '83. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking standing like the Notre Dame logo right now. Shit, man. Shit, man. Shit, man. If I choose the right horse, uh, I'ma buy a white Porsche. Uh, Never take the night off, uh, saying that my mind's uh, off. Ever since I came uh, out, I've been handed pain uh, out. Fold a wire hanger through your nose, take your brain out. Hey now, on the stage, I'm like great balls of fire. One more year, I'll be on Late George retire. Big steak like a cheap tire. Season up some biceps and throw them in a the deep fryer. I've been high since I was this big. Yeah ah, uh. I've been high since I was this big Stupid I'm sick like feet of squirrels in the summer in a bubble jacket If this was 9-6, I'd have had the tunnel packed in Big beard like I'm lumberjacking Master pedal at that a 50 Sound like the thunder cracking I'm in a club with a condom on All under armor on And when I die make sure you spread my blood on a bmw and when i die make sure you spread my blood on a bmw microphone attached to my head so i can dance my little heart out don't make me bring the white guitar out like the one in wayne's world that was shining in a window since 13 i've been a nympho uh, fuck, that's delicious on box set Me and my man smoking on big drugs And feasting on an ox leg Stand in a store with 20 Achmeds Bazookas on shoulders 100 pounds of C4 in a stroller C4's roll up, shit's cold I think I need a Ricola I just dropped a million krona, I'm a stoner You lack culture, I'm a psychedelic image Of a black vulture trapped inside a past soldier uh. I just blew my motherfucking high, man Holy shit I've been hot since I was this big, motherfucker, and when I die, make sure you spread my blood on a BMW, and when I die, make sure you spread my blood on a BMW, Albanian style, I want to die by machine gun. I need you to come do me a favor and come pick him up. Yeah, I just found him, man. Yeah, he was he was fucking drunk. Passed that on the A-train, man. He's cursing people out on Utica Avenue. He's delirious. He don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, they, they took his sneakers, man. They took his fucking sneakers, man. He don't know what the fuck is going on, man. I think he took something, man. All right. Okay, okay, one. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? You got no fucking ID on you, man. You know what happens, man. Stop drinking that shit. I love you, though. Nobody's perfect. I'm sorry, Miguelito. I'm sorry.